Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers, episode 26. Today I'm joined by Vicky. Hello. And we are at Attic Bruco in Sturchley with Sam and Ollie. So welcome, guys. Hello. Um, so we're sat here in the brewery, so you might hear a little bit of background noise. Um, and uh, obviously the tap room here as well. We've got a bunch of questions to ask. But firstly, we're going to have a quick chat about the uh, the best beer that we've had over the last few weeks. And uh, first up, it's Vicky. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... Uh Mine, actually, I had on uh, Friday night. It was the Collision South Coast IPA by Unity Brew uh, from Southampton. I think the fact that they're calling it a South Coast IPA, is that a bit of a... Um, I think it's a geographical kind of thing. Yeah. So um, I wasn't sure whether it was supposed to be West Coasty, New Englandy. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but um, it was 6.2%. And, um, yeah, no, it was just really nice. It was just going was down well. Can, it, it was out of a can, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was just... Uh, just yeah, I've not nice. had that much from Unity before, but I think they're quite into their Belgian styles and stuff like that. So, yeah. I think I, I heard they started off as a Belgian-style brewery in there. Realise that they need to brew pails to pay the bills. To, to pay the bills, yeah, yeah which yeah. I think is. Uh, We've all quite, been there. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, what you like to brew is a bit different to what you have to brew, I guess. Um, yeah, my beer, one of the best things I've had in the last month, has been by a local brewery actually, Star Chaser by New Invention Brewery up in Warsaw. And uh, it's a 4% American Amber Ale. Uh, that was over at Roberto's in Clink. Um, I think that might be the first new invention beer that I'd had actually, but it was a style that I love. I love like amber ales and stuff like that. And um, it's just got that kind of malty sweetness and stuff that makes it really, really drinkable. So definitely going to be looking out for more new invention stuff because I think they've got a tap room up in Walsall. Yeah, so go and check that out sometime if uh, public transport allows. Um, Sam, what's, what have you had to drink in the last month that's Mine was way? from Howling Hops. Uh, it's the first beer of theirs I've actually had and first I've seen about. It was on cask. I think it was called Pale XX. Um, it was their American IPA. It's beautiful. It's like a New England IPA, but on cask. And it must have been really fresh because the hop flavour was still great. Yeah. That's something you rarely find that, that fresh and potent on cask. So it worked really well. Ah, nice one. Yeah, we've been to their tank bar, haven't we, down in Hackney, which is... Uh, interesting place gets really really packed at weekends and but quite almost unique in being like a a uh, like a tank bar isn't it so yeah um ollie what's what's the best thing you've drunk in the last month we we <coughs> shared a can of turtles all the way down from duration uh, uh which sam was less sure about than me but I, I thought it was one of the best mm. beers i've had in a while it's yeah. just it wasn't it wasn't i think it, it wasn't sort of like you said it wasn't uh like, West Coast, it wasn't East Coast, it wasn't any one particular thing, it was just all really well, really well balanced um, and I just loved it, I could have drank a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we've had that one before, haven't we? Yeah, we've had it um, when they hadn't set the brewery up and now they've just started brewing, haven't they, over in Norfolk, yeah. so I think this batch of turtles and there's a couple of other cans out, uh, the first on their own kit, we've had that, I think we had it on tap as well in our local micro pub yeah i thought same i thought it was like super super drinkable um and just getting that balance right is something that's so important isn't it where you get people just going back and just having pint after pint of it rather than something that's maybe a bit too challenging and you're just like yeah i'll drink this and maybe try it again in nine months time or something (laughs) so okay well 
Um, it's kind of early to be drinking beer, but the clock is just going to tick over midday, actually. So actually, we're okay. Perfectly acceptable, yeah. So we're okay. It's beer o'clock. So uh, yeah, we've got a beer in front of us now, which is called Nobody's Poet from Attic. Um, guys, what's what's this one all about? So this is our second little experiment with fake uh, yeast strain. Mm-hmm. We use the Vos strain, which is known for its really strong tropical, but mostly, mostly orange flavour. It brings out the first batch we had. We fermented a bit, bit cooler. So obviously, most beers will be fermented about 19, 20 degrees. Kvake uh, is really unusual in that you ferment it in mid, mid to high 30s. Uh, so the first strain we were a bit scared to go that high with. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this this time when we cropped and used it, the second time we went, we pushed it a bit more. So we fermented this about 39, 40. And you really got that orange flavour coming out yeah. of the yeast. And then we had 2019 crop Sabro, uh, which we then put in it as well. And Sabro lived up to all the hype we've heard about it. It's fantastic. Yeah, definitely getting the, the Sabro kind of vibes in this as well. Sort of pineapple, bit of coconut, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's really tropical, isn't it? But this is uh, 4.6. 4.6. Yeah. So, so sessionable. Very yeah, 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 sessionable. Yeah, especially yeah. Try and keep all of our beers really sort of or most of them at least, sort of a bit lower in ABV, uh, because at the end of the day, that's why we love beer, is being able to go out and drink a few of them. <laughs> yeah, you, know, and you brew the styles you like, don't you? And I've, mummy and Ollie, um, always been a fan of sessionable beers because you can have love. a few more. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can have a few more of them. Fun doesn't stop after half of it. Yeah. 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 Well, that brings us nicely on, really, doesn't it? Which is normally our, our first question with most of our uh, guests is, uh, yeah, so uh, well, tell us a bit about your beer journey then. So, um. Well, I think, I mean, we, we met 10 years ago uh, at uni in Cardiff, um, and we lived together in sounding home brewing since, since then. Um, and we, that, was, that was just like a bit of a cheap way to... Yeah, yeah. And just, I'm always curious about how things are made, so I thought I'd dabble in it. So I was the crazy roommate who was making beer in the, the shared kitchen. <laughs> Everyone rising bottles in the bath when I wanted a shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone getting stuck in. Um, first beers weren't great, as you'd expect, but then finished university, moved and built my own little all-grain brewery my granddad. Um, just converted some old fermenting buckets and put some elements in them. Then... Slowly, beer started getting better after that, and I thought it was actually quite fun making some all right beer here. And then, always wanted my own brewery. And finally, after saving a lot, thought I'd probably got enough pennies scraped together to buy a second hand brewery. Just need some Muppet to go along with it. <laughs> That's, where <I> came in. <laughs> That's where Ollie came in. So I asked him jokingly, Do you want to start a brewery? Uh, much to my surprise, he said yes. And then, one thing led to another. We had a brewery that I'd in stories that was older than both of us. Um, we found this unit, which was an old car repair. Right. So it wasn't in the best state when we got it. Needed a lot of work. We mm. roped in a lot of favours. Yep. We're still paying them back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, this is how yeah. we got to where we are now. Yeah, because it is a great space, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, well, for, for your first kind of tap room, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was much bigger than we thought we wanted. And we were thinking of ways to cordon off areas so people weren't too spread out and wanted to keep some atmosphere in here um, but luckily you know I think we, we've just had an amazing response from firstly sort of people very local to here and then sort of people were able to come in on the train from all over Birmingham yeah. and, and yeah. further afield so um, we've been lucky enough to have a fantastic following really since we started 
um, than being able to fill the place, so we never have to worry about it. There are there are some pictures on social media floating around of the original brewery, uh, which looks very different to how it does now. <laughs> right, right. It, it looked very empty in here when we first opened. Yeah, it did. And when did you open? Uh, November 2018. Yeah. 23rd yeah. November 18. Oh, right. Yeah, time flies, yeah, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. So just backtracking a little bit. So obviously you, you kind of got into the home brewing and stuff, but um, in terms of as, as drinkers, were you kind of real ale or did were you just drinking lager prior to that? How, how did you kind of get into beer in the first place? Well, I think, I mean, I, I personally always aired on the real ale side of things rather than lager and, you know, your local yeah. pub. Um, sort of around that sort of time, there wasn't much of much other, other choice. Yeah. Um, I think really my when we were in, in Cardiff having a pint of Kutch from Tiny Rebel was sort of the first time I'd, I was like well I didn't realise beer could taste like this <laughs> yeah when we're, there's a pub in Cardiff called the City Arms which I highly recommend if anyone ever goes yeah, there it's a fantastic yeah. pub um, and that's where we used to go most nights as a house yeah. all the people who lived together used to go and just drink beer there just chat to each other about beer and then I think it was the same time Tiny Rebel really started to take off yeah their bar opened opposite so it was a nice little pop over to ah, more right. beer. yeah so a bit of a scene developing yeah. in Cardiff then yeah at that point so that really kind of fuels stuff I mean Kutch is a, is a great beer isn't it yeah. it's really well again going back to what I was just saying like how, how drinkable beers can be you know you've got that kind of amber sweet kind of maltiness to that that's and that beer seems to kind of straddle being regarded I guess as, as it's equally craft and at the same time you'll see it at a traditional beer festival yeah. so it kind of you know mass appeal I guess which is I guess what every brewery and yeah, brewer wants really. and, and certainly at the time it was a case of you know we hadn't ever sort of really come across the idea of independent beer really and, yeah. and it was a real um, it was a stepping stone yeah. yeah, and then you. I remember you came back with a bottle of punk IPA and said, yeah. "Oh, it tastes of lychee." Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't taste of lychee. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was just <laughs> sip and I, I had to walk away quietly. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, you, 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 you kind of don't really want to keep giving Brewdog publicity, but so many people we've spoke to, myself included, where you had something like punk, and you're just like hang on this is like you know I think only anyone that had been to the States and had beer there mm, would yeah. have been used to that kind of flavour profile and yeah things were never the same again then were they no. really Everyone, everyone's got that one beer haven't they one yeah. was for the craft thing it was Jaipur ah you were the that's right. the other yeah, one yeah, one's normally yeah. punk or Jaipur isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. one um, of those beer stars of the time yeah um so yeah, just sort of going on about the the history of like you say you set up late 2018 here. Um, so this is um, but with a with a different brew kit, you've very different brew kit to what it is. Yeah, now. So we started off with a five barrel kit as it was cobbled together and, and been in storage for six months. Where I tried to find somewhere. Right. Um, and we started off. Ollie was part time. I was full time in another job. Yeah. So Ollie would brew. We'd come and brew on evenings. Try and manage as much as we can. Then Ollie went, you went full-time. Yeah, in January 19. Right, right. So Ollie was brewing then, and then I was cut down my hours and my other job to four days a week. Mm. So I'd come in and brew on a Monday, and Ollie had managed the rest of it, and then we'd work the weekend and evenings. And I finally went full-time in July last year. Yeah. Right, right. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah, you can finally just dedicate everything yeah. to it then, yeah? Yeah, so it sort of nice coincides with us having the scale to be able to sell enough beer to... Yeah. Yeah. For, for us to survive on. Getting the, yeah. the, the balance. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, is it that time then that you um, upscaled the kit again then as well then? Or? Pretty much it all times. But I think we had the kit just before I finished. Yeah. Uh, but the time the install was actually done on the big new chiller and everything else that goes with it was about the time I went full time. 
it coincided very nicely. But it was sort of small steps, so we we sort of we would we'd sort of get used to the setup, and then we'd change. You know, we'd get we got a whole new brew house, uh, and then we would get used to that, and then we got some more fermenters, and then we got some more fermenters, yeah. and then and then we changed something else in the yeah. process again. <laughs> but I think I think we're settled now. Yeah, yeah. For the time being, at least. And, so yeah. for for the beer geeks listening, sort of, uh, what's the current sort of size and, and setup that you've you've got here now, Dan? So we are now ten barrel. So okay. That is sixty one thousand six hundred fifty liters in in normal terms. Yeah, yeah. Um, that drinkers yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that everyone understands. Um, barrels are a weird term. I, I, I find it odd everyone still works in them. Yeah. It, it seems to be brewers are divisive on it. Some people will just stick to barrels, some are in liters, but yeah. Then we've got five fermenters that are uh, 10 barrels of 1,650 litres each. Yeah. And we're looking at getting a few more in the future, but yet to be confirmed. Okay. Yeah. Well, they come from China, so it's... Um, Oh, yeah. Everything comes from China and yeah. means everything stops. Yeah. 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 The suppliers of Unitanks are in China. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, so how much quarantine? There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. um, so, um, so, obviously, we're in... Sturchy now, so for anybody listening outside of the Midlands area, it's a suburb of Birmingham. Um, probably about what's it about four miles out from city centre, isn't it? Something like that, yeah, something like that. Three pretty much miles. bang on, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so what was was it a conscious decision to find a premises outside of the city centre? No, we narrowed it down to after looking around a lot, we narrowed it down to Geordie Quarter and Sturchley. Mm. Um, couldn't quite find anywhere suitable in Geordie Quarter. So we then honed in on Sturchley and just bombarded landlords around here with suitable looking premises. And then this one finally came up. So was this kind of like pretty much this, well, you, you were saying earlier, this was possibly, did you think slightly too big initially? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. we were looking for a space half this size to start mm. with. I'm very glad we took on the full unit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in in hindsight, it was uh, yeah, it's yeah. worked for you, hasn't it? Yeah, so, it massively yeah. worked for us. It was, now. A, it was a big risk yeah. to take. On. Yeah, 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 of course. It's a, it's a big space. Yeah, because I think we first came in here in January nineteen, didn't we? Um, yes, I think as probably. part of the oh, there was um, a part of the triannuary. triannuary. Yeah. There was a, a, a um, bit of a crawl, thing. Going and I on. think then it was probably because it was like you said, you just opened in November, and obviously January, everybody does that. Are they or aren't they drinking? Kind of thing, um, and it was quite quiet in there. But I think every other time we've come since then, sometimes we've done that. We've come in here, and it's like actually, there's just no space at all and yeah. so we're we kind of like oh okay do we save one or do we yeah. just go on that way you know you know so and that was yeah we've literally seen it ourselves in the space of a few months uh you've gone from oh almost too much space we're rattling around yeah. to god we can hardly get in kind of Being thing really so really yeah. far surpassed our yeah. expectations for what we thought so the problem we've got for everyone who works here now is um everything <laughs> our expectations were me and ollie working on the weekend we few people who love beer popping in me and I'll be serving chatting we'll sell like, 100 pints a weekend it'll be quite nice everything's designed around two guys with six foot three <laughs> <laughs> most people aren't six foot three <laughs> so it's a bit of a reach for a lot of people who work here. Like, even like the initial benches and tables because we built them ourselves because funds well they weren't there um, it was a, te- a case of me and Ollie sitting on them thinking 
these feel about yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, they weren't. Uh, now I've got these new ones, which are a bit more comfortable. Yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of your customers were then coming in yeah. there, feet were dangling on exactly. the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and had a couple of pints and then they were like, how do I get down from yeah. here and then how do I get back up again? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I some of the people who um, work on the bar with us, they, uh, they're on tiptoes pouring some of the bars. Uh, <laughs> so I feel a bit yeah. bad for. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it myself. You don't have any back issues no. at all. No, because no. Of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Was, was it always the intention to have a tap room when yeah. you were setting up? Yeah. Because obviously for all the benefits that brings, you know you can shift what you're producing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And we always wanted to be a cake brewery. Yeah. Um, and so the keg market to trade is, is quite limited, unfortunately, mm. in the UK. So yeah. we thought tap room was the only way to make it work on, also, on a small scale. It's also kind of it's kind of what, what, what we've always wanted to, to be in tap room is in, included in this. It's community focused. We want to brew beers, uh, sessionable beers that people can come and they can meet their mates and have a drink. And it's, it's you know you, you come here for the beer but also for everything that comes around it yeah. it's sort of re- that real old school pub culture you can just yeah. turn up here and oh you, you, does your neighbour I haven't seen him for a while so I'll go and have a chat you know you can just turn up here on your own and see a whole load of people that you didn't know and that's that's what we really wanted to, to yeah so to your classic provide. local it's, pub vibe exactly. but obviously in a you know in a tap room environment yeah. now which uh, yeah it's great and we, we do a load of community led activities as well to try and help foster that we put on free free events here. Don't charge artists anything. Um, we'll have a lot of local artists come and show their works here, Brilliant. which is great. It gets them yeah. great exposure. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's. It, I think that it's probably as a large proportion of people are local, and then we're hoping that you know more and more as the name spreads out a bit further, uh, more and more people will be able to sort of come in from further afield and. and come to us and come to Sturtley as a whole because there's so much going on here yeah. um, but the majority of people are locals and we like that because we like being able to see faces we know and chat to people and um, yeah so, like, like said, it's yeah I guess so from the people just coming in that's local they're probably maybe not that much some of them aren't that into their beer or whatever uh, what, what has been the sort of reception because you do quite a lot variety of styles do you find people are quite conservative in what they drink when they come in, or they're asking the whoever's working the taps for advice and stuff. Uh, definitely, we get a lot of people asking for advice. I mean, like anywhere, people like to drink sort of lower strength pale beers. Um, we like, we do it as well when we go out. They're just it's just the easiest yeah yeah sort of beer to approach. Um, but then some people, particularly when we started, people came in and we you know the first the first when we first opened the first beer on the board was a saison mm. what's a saison yeah <laughs> and then they try it and they go actually oh, that's really nice it's really not what I expected from beer because they're used to you know other other styles of beer yeah um, and so there is definitely a lot of that and there's definitely people who come in and sort of experiment with something new and I think the people that maybe people who come in regularly but sort of haven't previously known much or cared much about beer can see that we've put something new on and have a little taste of it they might like it they might not like it but like you say we've got a variety of stuff for sort of try and try and do a little bit for, for yeah yeah and Some i think that was it i think the first beer i had when, when we came in in that january was a saison and, and and just looking up at your board now you've got you know so you've got a dry stout you've got a uh, obviously the sabro uh, session ipa that we're drinking um got an impy stout 
Quico, or Quico, however we say that, Quite. IPA. Um, say a Vienna lager, and obviously lagers are... Yes, it, yeah, everybody knows lager, but they might not necessarily know the Vienna style yeah. so much, or like that. And then a dry hop sour, and then to take away, you've got you know a barrel aged uh, raspberry saison. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's not your typical kind of uh, commu- no, going I'm, back I'm, to that community yeah, pub yeah. thing. It's not your typical I'm, kind of style, is it? We've just had a go off. We've just had a wheat beer go off. Um, the tank, so, botanical pale went off on exactly. Friday as well. And I think and you did some gozes, didn't you, last year? Yeah. You had about three or four gozes. They were on, really well received. Yeah, we I, I had the um, I had the cucumber goes, and uh, yes, I've had a lot of stick from that because a lot of people keep going cucumber should not be in a beer, and I don't. <laughs> I never. No, it so should. Well. It worked really, <laughs> so really well. Yeah, it's very summer. Yeah, it's yeah. A very summer drink. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was probably a June or July nice summer's day that we came yeah. in, and that was just like that was just yeah. Perfect drink. It was. <laughs> I remember when we opened. We opened one of the four beers I think we had on was a strong smoked ale. Right. I remember Chang's yeah. Lightsy Green Duck. Like, You're crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you opening with a smoked ale for? Yeah. So yeah, like you say, your first beer is smoked ale and a saison, yeah. and people are coming in and going, "What?" You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in hindsight, I probably was. Yeah. But but yeah. I think that's quite. For me, that's what I quite find quite interesting with you. You know, you're all about trying to get that community vibe, and but you're not afraid of, like you keep saying, brewing the beers that you want to brew, rather than right. We'll just keep doing the session. You know, yeah. all of our taps are sessionable pails, maybe a mild, maybe a stout. And now that we've got 15 taps, we've got enough scope to sort of do some stuff that's, that's a bit weirder. That okay, it's not gonna set out in three weeks but it provides a point of difference for people because not yeah. everybody likes hoppy pails yeah. you know, not everybody likes lagers yeah and sometimes you know you get somebody who comes and they, you know what actually I, I love a mild <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah the part so, of our new tanks we're getting are some of them are smaller so we can do the more experimental stuff as well small batch just, kind yeah, of exactly. stuff for, for something that's a yeah. little bit different yeah. what's really surprised us is how popular Wheat beer is. Mm. Yeah, loads of people just come in and drink wheat beer. Yeah. To the point I've had wheat beer ran out this weekend, um, and I can't brew it for three or four weeks. So I'm waiting for the wet yeast strain to arrive. Oh my god. So I can do it different. I've had to yeah. apologise to some of the regulars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's not going to be on for four weeks. But it's kind of in a way that's almost like you're almost like a little mini beer festival where you're educating people. People who they've never had a wheat beer perhaps before they come here and stuff like that, and so. You know, it's a real two-way street, isn't it, really? You know, people are checking out new stuff and, you know, you're, you're educating Definitely. people. And the, the, that's my favourite thing to do if, if, if we're working on the bar. Does somebody say, well, I, I like this and I don't like this and I don't like this. What have you got? Yeah. yeah. And then I can give them a few tasters and, yeah, then, yeah. and then they'll yeah. go away and think. I think that's something, like yeah, that, that really struck when we first started going to the Brewdog Bar in town was I'd never really encountered people saying, what do you like? Do you want to taste with this? That whole thing, you know, before you just go to the pub and they just go, what do you want then? Mild or the bitter? Yeah. You know what I mean? That was it. And, and this whole thing of tasters, trying stuff, that was a bit of a, a game changer, I think. And, and the fact that, you know, you guys do this as well, like a lot of places uh, of this sort of nature do that is, is brilliant, isn't it, really, to get people deciding what they like learning what they like that kind of thing it's at the great. end of the day if somebody's going to have a pint and far beer I want them to enjoy it yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of different stuff on the board so 
not everyone's going to enjoy absolutely no, everything exactly. on there. So, so yeah, yeah, to, you know. And if people just go straight in and then they go, oh, that wasn't well, you could yeah, have had a taste of first, then couldn't you? And if we get you someone know. drinking a new style they've never drank before, then fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do you do stuff in thirds as well, don't you? Yeah, not, not yet. No. Ah, right. Probably Probably are, do. Yeah, we're going to order some new glassware hopefully in the next week or two. That's something we're looking into. Because what you do, what halves and pints, halves and pints, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so in terms of like your opening hours, you're open, was it Friday nights and Saturdays? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So oh, wow. Four okay. till 10 on a Friday, one till 10 on a Saturday, two till eight on a Sunday. Right. And you said initially that was just the two of you doing that, so... Pretty much. And yeah. then uh, we're opening favours from friends, either half she works, but she actually now runs the tap room for us. Uh-huh. Um, but it's pretty much just me, Ollie, um, my other half, Georgina, who ran it to start with. Then whenever we thought we'd be a bit busy, I'd put a call into a mate right. <laughs> and pay him beer. <laughs> yeah, so you haven't got, a, yeah, so you're not quite at that point yet of a needing of, you know, almost like a, for want of a better word, full-time um, staff list or whatever. You, you're still doing it on favours and... Uh, fortunately, we've gone past that now. We're uh, able to actually get um, some full-time, well, quite full-time, but full-time bar staff in. Um, so Georgina, she runs the bar for us. We've got assistant manager who helps her out. Um, and, and how many staff? Uh, we've got was, as of last week eight wow no. yeah. yeah on the bar to rotate between make sure everyone's got cover for certain shifts and, yeah yeah you know, yeah that yeah. was does, does I was going to ask about the whole sort of staff thing as well because I'd noticed is each time we've come in there's been more and more people working behind the bar and noticed it wasn't necessarily you guys anymore and so obviously the expansion and I mean when it's packed in here you probably got what you normally have two or three people on behind the bar? Um, we have five people at, wow. at sort of peak times in the evenings. We've realised that that's the, the maximum number we can actually fit behind the bar. So <laughs> yeah. if we go past that, it becomes inefficient. Um, yeah. But I, we... we sorry, like, given the, that's the max we can get behind there. Again, we built the bar. It's me and Ollie to work. It's not how much room behind there. Yeah. So now we and Ollie cover if we're busy or if someone can't work. Um, but they quickly get frustrated with me behind the bar because <laughs> I can't take up too much room. I'm not very aware of my surroundings. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it's that classic. Don't like the bosses around. It's yeah. like, yeah, we're sorted now. We're locked. Yeah. Just leave us to it. Look, we know, we what, know we're what we're doing far yeah. better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and collect glasses. Wait, so where's this not kept nowadays? Yeah. Um, They're so far better at us. At it, at it, at it, at it. Yeah, you got a lot of um, obviously each weekend you got a street food vendor. Out outside um, and we've had some good food here how do you go about sort of choosing them do they approach you or and what's been the, the best ones or your favorites that you've had so far favorites is a tough one we've had some amazing amazing people yeah um, I, I couldn't pick a favorite yeah I couldn't we've, either, we've, we've had some some absolutely superb food um, and I think it's, it's credit to not all from Birmingham to be fair but to, to a lot of them from the local area and there's a amazing street food thing sort of in around Birmingham and West Midlands there's, there's some fantastic yeah. vendors um, we're at a stage now where I think enough people have come and um, and have traded here and they've talked to other traders that they know that people will get in touch with us um, and we get you know obviously everybody is great which is most of them we'll get back again you know book it book them book them, uh, book them in sort of for later in the year or something like that um we had to sort of reach out a bit in the first place and luckily we had a friend who um, sort of worked in street food who was able to source out with uh, some 
great bookings to, to start with and help us get off the ground. Yeah. And you obviously have to have a rotor for them then, and like who's coming each weekend. Yeah. yeah. It was in, insane how popular it was. Really. <laughs> point of last year, we booked up about six months in advance. Wow. Which just seems mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and they stay for the whole weekend, do they? You yeah. don't have different people no, stay for each the whole day. Weekend. So, yeah. Get themselves set up on a Friday, and that's it. Then until yeah. Sundays, which exactly. probably helps as well, doesn't yeah. it, for them and you? Forgot to say earlier, we do open Thursdays as well. That's kind of we're keeping that as our event day. Right. So we do a lot of community events. We do art shows. We have um, local artists come and play. We have comedy nights as well, which is organised by someone about 400 metres away. Yeah, I was just coming on to the events thing. Obviously, you have a lot of stuff going on. I see on your socials that you have a lot of stuff going on, which um, is, is is good. I guess it just gives just more of a I guess you can like you were saying shine a light on local talent in whatever yeah. field that may be um, put quite a bit of music stuff on as well don't you yeah yeah um, we do. so that's that's pretty cool so we do all the, all the music stuff we'll apart from the Thursdays with the event day um, it's always free to enter our tap room uh, so we never charge that's cool we just take the cost on which is great we've got some artists we've had play that you'll never see outside the tap room for free we've got we had Kyoko last week who've just finished doing their tour supporting UB40. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Nice. They're, they're yeah, awesome. Yeah. And they came in. Um, yeah. yeah. We had a few, a few people like that. Amazing. Some really um, fantastic bands. Also, we're trying to balance it because a lot of people around here love live music we put on. Yeah. I appreciate a lot of people as well, myself included. If I was going to a tap room, I'm expecting just a few quiet beers and mm. trying some beer. You don't want live music all the time, so we're trying to find a balance between the two. It's, yeah, I guess it is very much trying to find a balance, and that's, that's very much the kind of discussions that we've had before about beer festivals where you have like live music playing, and it's that balance between, oh, I've met up with a few people I haven't seen for a while, I want to have a chat, but at the same time, yeah. you're fighting against a live band or something, so it's, it's striking a, a balance, I guess, isn't it? Um, and keeping things varied. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's always what we aim to do. Is, yeah. Um, so we'll have it on sometimes, and then have a, a down weekend where everyone can chill out and just yeah. have a chill chat out weekends yeah, yeah. Put, put it put it all up on social media first so that you can you can plan your trip accordingly. yeah yeah, yeah. try and publicize as much as we can but we, we do yeah. put on some um different alternative events i think we've got a silent movie night coming up soon <laughs> right so we have um again someone local comes in plays live backing to go with the silent movies and oh, that's talks cool. through them all it's really cool yeah so yeah you've got a screen in here yes behind. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because so, yeah, I think we came in... Uh, oh, the rugby was on one time we came in. Yeah, was it the World Cup or was it... Yeah, I think it, it was, was the World, World Cup, Cup wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, that's cool. Um, so you're part of what has been called the Sturchley Mile, along with another two breweries and bottle shops and bars. Um, I know some people have a little bit of a problem with this whole Sturchley Mile kind of thing because they think maybe it'll bring maybe the wrong kind of people in maybe stag dudes or something like that what's your thoughts on on the whole Sturchley Mar kind of vibe and obviously you've got a lot of other good places around here are you happy to be part of that and absolutely I yeah mean, we, from, from our point of view and from a, a beer point of view I think it's brilliant um, I think I, I don't we, we've we've not seen any trouble sort of really at all actually since we've been open and I don't think that it's I don't think the kind of venues that we've got on the mile at the moment are the kind of places that are going to attract sort of real really sort of any any negativity really yeah um, I mean every, almost down to a person every, everybody that sort of comes through our doors is absolutely lovely yeah um, and yeah I mean the last sort of year and a half we've had maybe one incident 
Which not yeah. bad going. It's pretty, really. pretty good yeah. going for, yeah. for a busy for a busy. So, yeah, um, and I, I think that you know the, the the kind of places that are around on the Myla, just really sort of like good quality beer that you come and you enjoy the beer and you you know come with a few friends and you, just, you sit and chat and you're not like it's not a big you know it's not a big, big night out big night out it? kind of yeah, thing no, yeah so that that works quite well um, so yeah um, so. Obviously, it's it's been a while since you set up. What's the biggest issues that you've had to kind of overcome from from setting it all up? Been any major issues? That's far more than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously, we set up naively. Let's just run a brewery. We'll make beer and serve yeah. beer. Nice and easy. So we thought. Um, had all sorts of had to get our head around because we've done it all pretty much on ourselves or, or coordinate ourselves. Just little things like um, the engineering of installing the big glycol chiller. Yeah. trying to get our heads around the feeding loops we've had one batch of beer we had to ditch because the um, the temperature controlled valve the valve that's temperature controlled didn't work so the beer got too hot during fermentation <laughs> so that was that was an annoying time um, had to understand the dynamics of heating an industrial unit which is again something you don't think yeah. you have to worry about yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's a, yes. lot, a lot of small things that uh, amount to a sort of big things and pick up and there's just things that we've got absolutely no experience doing and, but it, it makes it really interesting because quite again, enjoy knowing it all and yeah because I suppose it, is it is it a bit of a um, conundrum in a way if because you've got obviously a brewery where you need to keep things cool and and or you know one minute they're boiling hot the next minute yeah. they, you're cooling them down etc but then right next door you've got you've got people sitting drinking beer so obviously they want to be you know really uh, a good temperature yeah. <laughs> they yeah. want to be really yeah. warm in the winter and well, really cool it's, in the it's, it's not too bad because luckily now the fermenters we've got we've, we've got really good control over um, over the temperature in there and we only really turn the heaters on for customers we, we don't, we're not we're not worth it enough so we just we just say coals um, so it's all hugging the tanks when they're yeah. <laughs> yeah. the bit more important than we yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you've got used to layering then yes. yeah yeah, yeah. You've got, yeah you know, thermals, thermals are now just a standard yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but you can't wait for the summer um, well i don't get hot in here so yeah it's can't cool it down and uh, yeah, yeah. And you can't cool it down too much because then yeah, that exactly. affects them. So, yeah, um, it's that. It's yeah. I suppose it's always the. It's like you said. It's those sorts of things you don't think about. That. Yeah. Yeah. That. If you if you've got a separate space where um, the tap room was, but it was near enough to your beers, then it, yeah. Yeah. And it, but of course it's never the same. I quite like the vibe of being in amongst all the kit though, as as a drinker. I think if you're into beer, it's just something a bit interesting. And obviously this place does, we've said this before actually, it reminds me a little bit of the setup Twisted Barrel got in Coventry. Uh, you, you can see what's made, what's yeah. in your glass. And I, I kind of like that. There's a real connection to the, the craft of it all, yeah. really. And um, you can see, see, see all the barrels and, yeah. uh, you know, over in the corner and, yeah. and. Yeah, right at the back, you can see all the, yeah, obviously all the hops and your grain yeah. and, and all that kind of, yeah. It's, uh, uh, at the end of the day, we're a working brewery. Yeah. You know, whilst we, yeah. you know, keep everything clean and tidy, we're still, we're not hiding it. Yeah. Um, and it's, just sometimes yeah. we just we've just got too much stuff to hide away behind the back. So just yeah, yeah. Well, it, stay, it stays it stays here out. Well, why not? And generally, early on a Saturday or Sunday, I'm out, I'm out and about in the brewery doing little jobs that people can watch, and everyone's always really intrigued and asking yeah. questions. 
which is quite nice. No, that's um, that's that's great. You you don't actually do like official tours or no, anything not like yet. that. We are we did a open brew day in December. Uh-huh. So we brewed a, in the Imperial Stout on a Sunday when we were open. Okay. And that I think is something we'll probably do annually because it got a lot of interest. A lot of the local home brewers came and got involved. Well, got involved, asked questions. Oh, that's cool. Nice, nice offering. Yeah. Because that's, that's what that was actually kind of leads me on to what I was thinking as well is that. So you say you sometimes open on a Thursday, but obviously you definitely always open on a, a Friday. If you're in the middle of a, a brew, does that affect your brew schedule yes. in a way? That whole suddenly you're like, oh, we'd better have finished yeah. that by Friday, ready to open up. And yeah. uh, has that has that that's, caused you issues? That's the reason we're not every Thursday at the moment. Um, because when we've got a busy brewing week, it means I'm going to have to get in very early to do the brew on a Thursday to yeah. give myself lead time, just in case something goes wrong. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because you don't want uh, yeah to be transferring worts and yeah. stuff like that just as your tap room is about yeah, exactly. to open or and yeah about suddenly to start have... a very messy clean down yeah 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 so yeah so it 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 kind of limits your, your amount of brewing time I suppose yeah. isn't it yeah that. so obviously you've done a lot of styles of beer over the last couple of years what's what's been your favourites to brew and because you don't have a core range do you as such or? not yet no. we probably are moving in that direction but yeah. At the moment, no. Um, yeah. So, yeah, which have been your favourites to brew and what what sort of styles would you maybe like to tackle that you haven't yet done? Ooh. Well, we always set up wanting to do Belgian... Well, we, wanted, we set up wanting to do Saison's Belgians and uh, wheat beers. Done loads of Saison's and wheat beers, but we've, we've actually never done a Belgian. Yeah, yeah, Belgian's been on my list for a long time. Well, like doubles or triples and yeah. that kind I'd of love thing to do stuff, just a, yeah. A nice Belgian blonde, 6%. Yeah, yeah. Get a beautiful Belgian character through. Um, the favourite of brew so far has probably been um, Dry Stout. Right. Don't know why, I just really love that brew day. So is this like, I see it's up on the taps at the moment actually, is, uh, and it's called Genius. So <laughs> it doesn't take Genius to work out what, what you're kind of like looking for in it's that very kind of... Cheek. Yeah. Yeah. It was tongue-in-cheek. It was inspiration. Inspiration from... Uh, an unknown source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, quite nicely with, uh, yes, some, that person may, that, they may or may not be uh, sponsoring a certain uh, event that's going on yes. as well at the moment as yeah. well. So yes, of course, it's it all so ties in nicely. So yeah, yeah no, a bit not taking, uh, yeah. taking with us. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, that's not a nitro, is it? it, it, is. it is. Oh, it is. That, okay. that was our first foray into nitro beers, which um, some might say we're getting a bit carried away with. <laughs> so we've just done a bitter on nitro uh, because I think if you're drinking a bitter, it should be on cask, but we don't do cask. So it's probably the best way to do it. I think um, it's worked really well. It's worked really well. Actually. I think that's the first a... thing that springs to mind, though, with a nitro bitter is uh, John Smith's cream. Yeah, I'm really hoping yeah. we don't get comparisons to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, tackling Belgian styles then is is obviously something on, on the agenda at some point. Yeah, then, yeah. probably be on the back burner a bit. I, I really want to start and push the barrel programme more. I just need to get more space for it. That was yeah. That brings me on. I think I think I was going to try and remember to mention that actually. Yeah, you've got some barrels up at the back. So yeah. what's what's currently in barrel and what what are you sort of looking to maybe you aiming to get more stuff in that format. So at the moment we've got uh, three about three barrels are the Imperial Stout we did. Two are in Maker's Mark barrels and one is in uh, well, what was a, a virgin oak cask, but it's what the smoked beer came out of. Right. But there should still be a load of that oak character in there. Hopefully we'll pick up in that. So it'll be a nice comparison to see how that compares to the, the Maker's Mark barrels. Yeah. It's probably got another couple of months in there. And then we've got a 400 litre red wine cask, 
uh, that the Raspberry Saison came out of. Uh-huh. And that, we've got in there a, I guess, a spontaneous fermented beer. We put out some small samples of, of wort after the brew day, uh, probably six, seven months ago now. Yeah. Uh, we took a few of them, left them to ferment and do their thing for a, a couple of weeks. And then we picked the one we liked most, kept that, propagated it up a little bit. And then we had a collaboration brew day with London Beer Factory. All oh, right, Where yeah, we yeah. did a cool ship. And then the extra 400 litres we had on that brew day, we put in the barrel, put our kind of blend in there. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's been in there for four or five months now. Yeah, we've resisted um, trying it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the temptation yeah. must be there. The temptation, yeah. the temptation yeah. is yeah. always there, but we try and hide it behind stuff so yeah. that yeah. 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 Too, and too you'll uncover it. And hopefully I'll forget about like, it and yeah. remember it at some point. I've also got two red wine barrels at the top, which yeah. are um, just teasing me because I've had them for six months and done nothing with them yet. Right. I've got a plan to put a Flanders red in them, but oh. I don't know when I've got the time or space to store them elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. So interesting that, stuff yeah. to have on the go, though. And I guess it's nice to just have something that you can let it develop. Like you say, probably try and forget about it so you're not keep yeah. tempted to kind of. But it is that point of when is the sweet spot for releasing it, though, you know? So getting a balance yeah. in it. Yeah. Well, um, it's a bit like the whole aging beers at home, isn't it? Kind of thing. It's that, you know, that's in theory, true. some beers you can sell her and. It's when do you like, crack, when, open when do you crack them open? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, yeah. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> it lasts about three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try and hide them to forget about yeah. them. Yeah. I just, I, I can't forget them. Yeah, you're, you're almost too good at that. I'm like, God's sake, when are yeah, we going to drink those? Be yeah. Yeah. It's like a big bottle and you go, oh, save that for a, a special event or, oh, it's a bit much for a midweek kind of beer. And, and so it just goes in the garage and then like ages later you go, oh, wow, I've had this three years. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Um, That's your hoarding mentality. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we kind of maybe covered this a little bit earlier, but what, are, what have been the reactions from drinkers to the more niche styles that you've brewed, such as Gozi, saisons and you've done some sours as well yeah so they're quite divisive sort of styles have you sort of had people just go this isn't beer or this is completely different to what they expected we're incredibly fortunate to have a very experimental uh, bunch of drinkers mm-hmm. around here yeah which we, we are very appreciative of and they've been very receptive to all sorts of weird styles mm-hmm. we've got like the cucumber goza yeah uh, we did that as initially as a trial batch that went down very well and everyone requested we redid it so we did but yeah. they've generally gone down fairly well yeah. I think I think though because people can have a taster and then they'll taste it and if they don't like the well the, the, I think the big one for that we did for uh, London Beer uh, Birmingham Beer Week um, last year we did a raspberry and basil goza with a whole load of other Birmingham breweries yeah uh, which was really nice but Definitely not some people's taste. Yeah, and <laughs> no, very no. divisive. Yeah, yeah. some people yeah, yeah. absolutely loved it. Best beer, they, best beer they could imagine. And yeah. then you do it to somebody else, and they go, "Nope, no, nope. that's horrible." No, yeah. well, <laughs> you, you were like that. I was going, "This is gorgeous, this cucumber," and you were going, "No, there's no place for cucumber." Yeah, I'm excellent. I don't have to share this. There's not a lot I kind of don't like style-wise. Sours is one of those things where I think you need to possibly spend a month drinking nothing but sour beer and then you'd be acclimatised to it and you'd like totally have a light bulb moment and get it but because I sort of dip in and out of it I'm kind of you know it's the ones that are kind of like like Gozes is kind of easier because it's kind of 
just the, uh, the salt yes, bit of it salt offsets and, the yes. sourness a little bit. Depending on the fruits and, and stuff that yeah. you put in as well makes a difference, doesn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. But I think I don't think anybody likes their first sour beer that they try. <laughs> no. Um, no. But then, you know, and then you, you, tr- you, you do, you keep trying it and then yeah. eventually, then eventually. You, you learn to love them. I mean, I, mine was Twisted Barrel, Detroit Sour City. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never liked sour beers. Yeah, I always say it depends on how sour they are. If they turn your face inside out, I might know. If they're kind of yeah. quite tart on the back of the throat, I might. Yeah, You're getting quite into fruited gozes yeah. and stuff, aren't you now? Yeah. Yeah. Like North are doing some amazing mm. ones of those. And that's, I think that's a way into sort of some of those more styles to like a, a fruited goze is. is so you s- a, good a, yeah. a gentle way into yeah. it. Yeah. So you said earlier you were saying that obviously you've not done anything core range at the moment, but you're thinking of doing that. So, uh, what sort of styles are, have you got? Some things in mind that you're going to start doing core range, and has that kind of come from your customers? Crispy really? Boys. Yeah. Crispy yeah. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Oli suggested it a while ago, and I think it is. I think it's. I hope it's where 2020 beer trend goes. We've always had the massively bitter West Coast. We've had yeah. the no business at all really soft super fruity New England's and now I think the crispy boys are coming back yeah like really nice dry finish you've got the hopping rates you took from the Nipahs you've got a slight bitterness from the west coast it's just really easy drinking yeah and that's that's what we're moving towards that first core yeah we yeah. put it on we had it on before Ocean Drive and it just flew out right Everyone yeah, loved yeah, it. yeah 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 and that and that's it isn't it is there those styles that have just you have literally almost as soon as you put them on have gone yeah. again um, like you were saying earlier about the the mild that you'd, you'd brewed yeah. that's obviously gone out really well not surprising in the Midlands really yeah, we are um, the home of the mild yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah is that that then um, gives you ideas yeah. of what we've got obviously fantastic feedback on the bar yeah. we know straight hand what people love and what people don't I was just going to say if, if you was just a brewery alone you all you could do is look at untapped or yeah. you might bump into somebody who's mm. had one of your beers but you're getting the feedback like instantly here yeah. aren't you which which must be really useful in what you're going to brew next and what you're going to brew more of what you make core range that sort of thing yeah. is so good i you guess effectively got really good access to a huge sampling group yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. every yeah. week yeah yeah which is great yeah yeah <laughs> Exactly, yeah. You could, a lot of people pay uh, huge amounts yes. of money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it comes to us. Yeah, fantastic. and they're giving you the huge amounts yeah. of money. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, if you've done any collaboration brews, um, and also who would you like to brew with in the future? Well, I've done a few collabs. Um, we've done quite a fair few, actually, considering it's only been a year or so. So we've done some with local breweries, so um, so people like Green Duck and Twisted Barrel helped us out a huge amount when we um, when we were sort of starting up, uh, and we've we've done some beers with them, which turned out really really well. We've done the Birmingham Beer we've Week, done, which was a lot of the Birmingham breweries. Uh, probably the most exciting because the most different was the London Beer Factory. Yeah. They brought their cool ship up. Yeah, I'd heard they've got like a mobile cool ship. Yeah, so it's like a van, yeah. They've got a big pickup truck. Oh, right, yeah. uh, And it's a 700 litre cool ship on the back of it. Wow. It's really cool. So we brought it it down the ramp into the tap room. Yeah. (laughs) Filled it up there. (laughs) Yeah. And then they drove it off and we went camping over in... I'd say rural, we still managed to get a Domino's delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Not that rural. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we went camping with it in the, the cold weather in November. Oh. But it was really exciting, a little project to be involved in. 
Wow. Yeah. So was was that yeah? So not that rural then, but obviously the, the whole. <laughs> it was rural enough. Yeah. <laughs> it, was on a far, it was on a farm just outside Solihull. So. Oh, okay. So still, yeah. So you know, all the whole Solihull terroir kind yeah. of <laughs> in, into that into that beer. Yeah. yeah. So now that's a really interesting concept, and it. I think I'd heard something about that elsewhere, and I thought that's kind of bonkers. That it's is, really, it? it's really cool. So I think if you yeah. go down to the Barrel Store, which is London Beer Factory's, um, they're on the Bermondsey Mile, Bermondsey aren't they? Mile, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a barrel there somewhere that's brewed here. Yeah. Oh wow. I think there's, sure. well, there's three or four barrels, I think they said. We've got 800 liters that was fit. So. Yeah. There were three barrels there. They brewed yeah. here. Oh, that's exciting. Which yeah. hopefully will be out in a year or two. Yeah. Oh yeah. My days make a trip down there and try and spot it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spot the barrel. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Any anyone else? You'd, you'd kind of. We always ask this actually when when we're talking to breweries and stuff of like a a collab you could see happening and also like a pie in the sky kind of who would you really like to brew with sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of breweries obviously we'd love to brew with, but I think certainly in the shorter term there's some fantastic. Birmingham-based breweries that yeah. we're yet to work with, who you know we know, and they're all. I mean, every, everybody's like so brilliant. Yeah, uh, and there's so many collabs we'd like to happen locally first that I think we sort of move that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, that's cool because um, uh, yeah, like you say, there's breweries popping up all over the Midlands yeah. now, isn't there? Really, so yeah. Um, keep promoting the Birmingham scene well the Midlands yeah, yeah we've Midland been a bit scene. slow to pick up but yeah. I think it's definitely yeah. pushing ahead now which is great yeah. it's great for the area and great for all those breweries here already yeah um, so yeah so here's the big question really which is so far your beers have only really been available in the tap room uh, some stuff's made it out to other places hasn't it yeah, yeah. yeah we've been a few uh, like a, f- a few places uh, mostly in Birmingham a few a bit further afield yeah um, so what are the plans for, for small pack well the canning yeah. line is sat in the background over there yeah um, we've had it since October but unfortunately I haven't really had time to set it up right but we have our first canning run uh, first week in March okay so we'll do some testing on that and then hopefully end of March early April we'll be releasing cans yeah which I'm hoping but well, that's down to Ollie that one then yeah, yeah um, so that's sort of uh, well, well I think the plan is really to spread from from Birmingham as a, a central focus and you know, it might be a few places a bit further afield that might take some Yeah, so we, I was going to say, you'll, you'll kind of keep it, just sell yourselves locally to start off with, before Partly, going yeah, on to somewhere like um, the the trading platforms or whatever like that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll be there, but I think our main our main focus is is expanding sort of from Birmingham and there's, you know, we'll sell beer to whoever wants it. Yeah. <laughs> we won't yeah. tell people yeah. no, but um, just generally, that's, this is this is our focus, you know, we're sort of local first and, which, and is, yeah. which is where the drive for cores comes from yeah um, we'll still do specialty runs in cans um, we've got Piers who's our designer and helps out in the brewery he worked on the bar and then made the shift into helping out in the brewery so he's got some fantastic ideas for the can designs and collaborate with local artists running the theme to be a community in a brewery yeah <clears throat> so hopefully we get some really cool designs on, on cans and the beer I hope that everyone locally agrees is better than it's ever been before now really Honed down the brewery, so yeah, yeah. really dialed in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose oh. that's that is the, and again, is it that whole? It's great to then put yourself in small packs that you can get out and about, but there is possibly a good thing to have. But that whole thing of if you if suddenly everybody wants your beers and suddenly it's like I can't keep up with demand, and so it's that. Well, 
where any small business has it it's like how quickly do you grow and yeah. you know when's the right time to kind of do that right step up to the next yeah. next level kind of thing isn't it and yeah, yeah. we've we had a, a very stressful first year with the amount we've grown expanding the brand and the brew house changed not necessarily but incrementally three times which meant we were brewing on very different setups each time yeah, yeah. yeah. and now it's stable which is nice yeah so I don't want to I don't want to disturb that again yeah, anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. Let, let things so settle. So that's yeah, what you exactly. say. Just get yeah. yourselves probably just enough cans yeah. that you can get out locally and uh, and get the vibe and the we'll feel. Some, and we'll the add some extra fermenting space probably, but beyond that, not too many plans at the moment. Fingers yeah. crossed, it changes and we have to. But yeah. um, for now, there's no immediate plans. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, what what beers we've got in front of us because we 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 have new yeah. beers now. <laughs> so um, I've got. Genius, the dry stout. So we touched on this a little bit earlier, but so this is a 4.2% stout um, on nitro. So was was this a feeling that you you needed a beer like this in the tap room for people who come in and somebody surely must have come in and asked for Guinness before now maybe. It's <laughs> happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's happened, and we, we've sort of we, we we've been able to direct them to other stouts that we've had, and and they've usually enjoyed them, but. I think this was a. Uh, this is just. A, it was. An, it was another style that we hadn't brewed and wanted to brew. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's. You know, we've been sharing the rugby, and it's just a great rugby beer. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that's true. Actually, dry. as a brewer, yeah. I, I really wanted to do it as a, a first foray into nitro, and yeah. also just a dry style I've never brewed before, and achieving that nice white head on a stout. Yeah, as a brewer, is just a great little nerdy. The nitro thing. head on there is just like fantastic, really, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, well, it's better than it's better than that Diageo owned. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, I'm, not, I'm not sure what you're give, talking about. Mm. <laughs> I've got to give credit to uh, Alex at Green Duck for talking me through nitro. Uh, yeah. So in terms of, of nitro, so you carb the beer up with nitro. Is it nitro dispense as well? Or yeah. yeah. So you need as as a kind of non-brewer. That there's, those are like the two halves of producing a nitro beer then, yeah? Effectively, yeah, normally, obviously, we force carb, apart from our lagers, which are um, spunded. We force carb most of our beers with CO2. Yeah. Uh, the nitro beers we use is 70-30 mix, so it's 70% nitrogen, 30% CO2. Okay. Which is what a lot of bars use to pour as well. Right. <clears throat> but we'll nitrogenate, I never get that word. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's a really yeah. weird word. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got 70-30 mix, and we also pour on 70-30, but we use one of the... Stout spouts, a little, a little creamer tap in, ah. just to force that nitro out of solution. So you've got a dedicated tap then for yeah. pouring this yeah. one. Um, and whilst we're on the subject of nitro, uh, yeah, you've also done a, uh, what is it, Bo- Boston Bass? Boston yeah, Bass. Bass. Oh, Boston yeah. Bass. Uh, nitro <laughs> Bitter. We, yeah, yeah. It's how we're not quite uh, <laughs> West Midlands enough, are we, to uh, pronounce that Yeah, but well, it could be, could be a reference to base as in how low can you go or it could be a reference to bass as in the red triangle you know (laughs) I'll leave you to make your own decisions yeah I I came up with the name I had no idea I I completely forgot about the bass red triangle I was thinking more about bass the fish Ah. right Right. oh right 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 yeah Um, we we were sort of we were going for a bit of a uh, sort of a you know sort of classic cast kind of branded yeah yeah Yeah. you might get a big fish on there or something like that so (laughs) it was a bit of a, a hark yeah, back. but yeah, we, we got we got excited when we did the nitro uh, nitro stout, um, and we wanted to do a bit of ages. Never never thought we could really do it on keg and do it justice. Yeah, um, but with the nitro, 
granted it's it's not got a great history a nitro nitro bitter um it's got some, some yeah some, <laughs> yeah. some, some yeah. slightly dodgy uh, brands associated with it yeah um but i think it, it does work yeah. really really well uh, for the style yeah and well having just had the tiny um sample of your of your that it, yeah yeah Blind tasting, you wouldn't know that it was keg necessarily. You'd, you'd think you were drinking it from cask. Yeah, which is why it's not a carbonation. Yeah, especially for me because I'm on the um, on the saison, which of course is a you know classic uh, keg style and, and or definitely come from a keg, and you can definitely tell that whole. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. more um, carbonated. And, carbonated yeah, style. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. the whole thing with bitters, isn't it? If if you if you have the nitro aspect of it, it is so much more like cask beer, which I don't drink a lot of cask beer these days and then the odd occasion when I'll go somewhere I know looks after it and you have a pint of cask beer 4% whatever it is and you just go Wow, I drank that really quickly yeah. because it's just. Oh, I <laughs> love cask beer. Sounds like a yeah. conversation yeah. with Sam. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> love cask I really do. Every now and then I just love a pint of cask. Yeah. But that's the problem it just goes too quick before you know I've drank four in an hour. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. You're and then that's the when you, you realise that's why they kept the ABV low. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. so <laughs> Exactly. That's why, why mild is one of my favourite styles as well. You know, cask mild, three percent, something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. So I'd love to do cask here, but when you're in, we're only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it gets yes. quite tricky to. You've got three days, haven't you? It's yeah. shifted. And really. we also haven't got space in our cold room to properly let them yeah. settle. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, because what would you do is say something, um, if you had got a cask and whatever, say uh, um, one of the kind of went sort of early Saturday, it's like, do you put another one on? Yeah. Because have you got a hope that it go, has gone yeah. by the Sunday? Because Well, there's you not know, discounting yeah. it to a pound a pint just to get rid of it sort yeah, of thing. So yeah, you don't really so, want to do that. Yeah, yeah where well, at least you've got that, um, like you said, the, the beauty of keg is that... Uh, You've got that, yeah. Week, you keep it all the problem. week, and it's not a problem. Yeah. And, yeah. The quality is not diminished as a yeah. result. Yeah. Um, so, how important is social media for a business like yours? And do you run it yourselves? We run it our, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I think it's really important. It's important so far for us as a way of contacting people and telling people, you know, that we've got a new beer on and we've got who's going to do the food this weekend or any events and, and things like that. It's a, more a way for us at the moment of, of communicating with people uh, who are sort of interested in maybe already customers and it's, it, we treat it more as a sort of way of getting information to people as opposed to sort of branding ourselves on it, um, which I think maybe is, is something that we'd have to, we'd have to sort of look at changing a little bit if we, if, if, off sales and sort of can sales pick up a bit and mm. you know we're, we're sort of starting to the people who are reading it are, are sort of starting to be people who are maybe not taproom customers and mm. who are so who, you, you've who got are to maybe to, up your Instagram yeah. game there with some arty shots of cans yeah, and maybe uh, yeah. Iceman pours <laughs> into strange glassware and yeah yeah all of that sort of stuff exactly um, so what, what what is your preferred platform and what do you get the most uh, uptake on is it's it Facebook? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. It's really? Instagram right. by a, a fair distance. Yeah, it's quite a long distance. Um, and then Twitter, we get a bit. A bit. Facebook, not not so much not really. So much. But you get yeah. more interaction on Twitter though, don't we? Uh, 
we get no, we get more interaction on, on uh, Instagram. Oh, you can tell I'm not involved. Sounds not allowed in social media. Right, right, right. The only Instagram I ha- account I have is the brewery one. Same in Twitter. <laughs> so I'm not allowed anywhere near. Right. You're not allowed to say anything. Nope. You're not allowed to. Nope. Yeah. 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 I think, I think stick, to, stick to the beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your thing. Twitter has a sort of its, its own aspect. It, it sort of approaches things a bit differently to Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. So. Um, that's always a, a very useful channel. Um, but Facebook and Instagram, I find it a, a pretty similar in terms of how information is presented. Mm. Um, and Instagram just, we, you know, like I say, we get a lot more Instagram interaction. Um, and I think, yeah, we, we just, I mean, it, everything that we post is pretty much the same over all three platforms, but yeah. um, that's where sort of the focus seems to be. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so, kind of on, on now looking at the wider Birmingham scene, how, how do you think it compares to other cities, and how do you think it's maybe changed in the last couple of years since you've been open? I think it's it's still sort of fledgling reasonably. Mm. I mean, when we when we op- opened up, it was there was sort of, there's not there wasn't a huge scene. There was some excellent breweries already about. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, Burning Soul, Dig Bruco fixed wheel sort of a little bit further out yeah. um, sort of Glasshouse had been doing some stuff and obviously down the road we had Birmingham Brewing Company as well yeah. who were sort of the first people in, in Sturchley to, to, to be doing their doing their thing so there was yeah. there was there was a sort of a, a bit of a sort of the seed for it um, but part of the reason that we wanted to be in Birmingham so much was that there was a, a lot more space to mm. for the whole scene to grow yeah. into um, you know, this, the second city of the there's UK. still plenty of yeah. space for the scene to grow I mean if yeah. you go into the city centre you still can struggle to find a good local craft beer um, yeah. so there's certainly space for more bars to open up as well in the city centre to push it yeah I mean it's done it's done pretty well over the last year or so isn't it I mean you've got flagship places like obviously the Thornbridge place has opened up yeah. which is, is great and uh, yeah there's and uh, obviously some places have changed now you'll get into the perhaps it's maturing a little bit you've got clink changed into roberto's now yeah. and you know obviously as we said you've got a lot of places in sturchley which for a suburb is is quite unique in as much as the amount of places you've you've got here compared to other parts of the city yeah. you could go to other parts of the city and it'd be like nothing at all would there no. so but i mean we've had this discussion a lot a few times on uh, on previous podcasts haven't we about some of the I think there's two issues with with Birmingham. One, we're not Brummies aren't great at promoting themselves. We're just kind of you know Midlanders are just kind of quite yeah. So just crack on and we just get on with it kind of thing. It's just Midland as a whole, I think. But certainly from just outside, being just outside Birmingham, for us, the whole public transport thing is that whole. Well, how initially we were like, well, how do we get to Sturchley? It's just like we know how to get to the city centre, but then it's like, what, what trains do we have to get? And what well, buses we do we have to get? Another and, train? Know, which yeah. we've never done. And then people like, start saying, oh, you only want the number this bus, and then the number that yeah. bus. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. I'm used to, not used to doing yeah, buses. But, yeah. this is, but this is why we've not done, you know, Warsaw or Harborne. Or, so we've not mm. been to Green That's Death, true. There's not pa- been to yeah, true. There's some not, stuff going yeah. in Harborne, and we never really made it out there. And it was only, like we said, when we did the. Um, I think it was Rob Edwards um, was doing the triannuary tour around Sturgeley yeah. last January so we thought oh well, we know him we'll come along and you know both support triannuary and support him and it was like and then we were like 
how do we get to stay actually? And it's, <laughs> so, uh, and then once we knew how we did it, and it was relatively easy. Oh, we we do it quite often now, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, but it's that classic thing. I think that's one of the things though, that actually does have going for it is that it's so it is very easy to yeah. access. That okay, yeah. yeah. If you if you if you might you might sort of initially think. Well, how do I get to a suburb four miles out of the city centre? Yeah, yeah. It's a ten-minute train from the centre. Exactly. You've, you've got a train station at each end of the. Yeah, s- that's true. You know, you've got Kings Norton or exactly. yeah, Bourneville, haven't you? Um, and so it's actually a really easy yeah. day out to organise compared to a lot of places. That, yeah, that whereas are like some of the away. others, are you know they are unfortunately on bus routes only, yeah. or you know, and then that starts to get really tricky, doesn't mm. it? So that probably doesn't help the Birmingham beer scene in, in some ways, does it? But Obviously, it's not like London has got the tube, so you can get all over the shop easy to, to wherever beer is in London. Manchester, Manchester's got, Manchester's got, tram got trams and stuff like that, and Nottingham's picking up quite a bit now with some good bars and breweries and stuff yeah. there as well. So, but I think. Like you say, there's still room to grow in, in Birmingham, isn't there, really? Yeah, there are some fantastic bars, but certainly room for more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, is that it's, it's definitely improved massively over the last couple of years, I'd say. And is that something you'd think about in the very long-term fu- future of what, going, opening another opening venue? somewhere oh, more, in, yeah. more really, in the I mean, centre itself? It's, like we said earlier, it's, that was kind of the premise that we built. Everything almost having a sort of place where we could serve beer directly to people so the idea of having a, a second venue to be able to do that would be brilliant so yeah as everything it just comes down to funding yeah and and what when's a good time to do it and exactly, how yeah. how practical yeah. is it to do it as well as carrying on with brewing beer yeah. and uh, yeah. Exactly. yeah we've got, you're, you're we've got cans to go into at the moment the kind of things just settled down a bit, running the brewery and kegs, and then we throw canning in the mix. Yeah. Got to get my head around that now. <laughs> yeah. Then we've got to launch, hopefully, keeping up with demand for that. And then no doubt we'll do something else to keep us keep ourselves stressed and busy. <laughs> ever, ever since we started, we've gone, right, well, when that's done, yeah. we'll be all right. We can, we, we'll take it easy. <laughs> we can take it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as that's done, there's something else. There's something else. Yeah. 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 Just as you start getting into complacency, then exactly. suddenly it's like, yeah. no. Psh, it wouldn't be fun otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it exciting. I yeah. absolutely love what I do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the hours are long, but it is brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, what, what does the beer industry need to improve at or need more of at the moment? Or is everything okay? Or are there areas for improvement? It's definitely some environmental issues that probably could be tackled mm-hmm. with. That's very true, um, yeah. Without naming any, the the one-way cake system, some yes. of them. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't get it, the craft beer consumer is obviously that you put them in the same bracket as that eco-conscious crowd, yet yeah. they turn a blind eye to mm. some kegs. I'm not going to say, but I think we all know which yeah. um, which we've committed to from the start, not using. I was just so going to say, I wasn't steel. sure. So you're, you're in uh, steel kegs? Yeah, then, all yes. steel, reusable kegs. We invested heavily when we started out and, and kind of restricted other growth to make sure we had our own keg washer so we never had to use disposable kegs. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's We brilliant. hate the idea. I know yeah. they are, some of them are recyclable, but you've still got the energy to produce them. Yeah. Do they actually get recycled? We've seen a lot that haven't. Yeah. Oh, totally. I've seen them in the waste of, yeah. of bottle shops and stuff before now that, that yeah. do, do draft sales. So, no, that's that's definitely. I'm hoping there's a big change there in the industry, rather yeah. than just everyone seems to just kind of turn a blind eye to it or not know yeah. about it potentially. Yeah. No, that's definitely a really good point. It's it's like the statistics on like actually how much water it takes to produce a pint yeah. of beer is quite shocking it as is well, isn't shocking. it? I mean, you do what you best. We recover all the water you used to cool down for your next brew, but there's still a lot to do with cleaning. Yeah. You can try and cut down as much as possible, but 
and we'll cover where we can. Yeah, we, we've we've got some grand ideas of where to yeah. invest money to uh, to sort of reduce water wastage and and to sort of reuse our sort of grain and things like that. But they're they're, they're very grand. They're very grand ideas. Stuff, so aren't they? yeah, that's yeah. that's a, a difficulty I think for a small brewery like we are that. It's actually until you get to a certain size, it's very difficult to do. Yeah, so yeah, all our um, Spain grain at the moment, to be fair, it does go to um, produce biofuel. It does, yeah. Oh, oh cool. right. right. Yeah, comes yeah, yeah. Going to the food chain um, because we found it a bit unreliable with farmers. Yeah. So it goes straight to food waste, which then creates biofuel. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still somebody has to come and pick it up. So yeah, it's, it's not perfect. Yeah. So we'd love to be able to do it in house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's it's probably just, a pipe it's dream, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. it so it's sort yeah. of the best we can do at the moment. But no, but at least, um, as you say, at least they're not because it's just not just going it, for want of a better word down the drain kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, you are doing something else with it. So we're trying but, to do what we can. Yeah, no, that's 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 really really them. great that, that that sort of taking on those kind of you know the questions that are posed with with how do you improve these yeah. sort of environmental aspects of it now. And, and so to finish up, where would you like to see Attic in five years' time in an ideal world? <laughs> hopes and aspirations. I don't know. I mean, this time a year ago, our hopes and aspirations were probably a bit below where we are now. Well, I thought I I'd still so. be full-time yeah. with a job. We've had to sort of readjust mm. quite considerably. But I'd love to see us as a well known and well-respected beer brand yeah. um, that is known for consistently putting out excellent beers and is sort of a reliable fallback. You know, you, you can always go into a bar and you say a pint of attic and you, you know what, I, I, always, you know know it, I always know it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's really like... Yes, that's, exciting, that's the, the exciting times ahead. We've got, um, <coughs> the other Sam you interviewed at Millage Craft Beer oh, Festival. Yeah, yeah. He's finishing his master's at Harriet Watt at the moment. Oh, oh cool. Right. Um, and plans are, hopefully we don't put him off, he'll come back to us in yeah. September time when he finishes. <laughs> yeah. So he should bring a, a huge amount of knowledge with him as yeah. well to help improve processes further. Yeah. So beer should improve yet again, hopefully, yeah. uh, by then. He'll then probably take over most of the brewing stuff and we can play around and hopefully push the business further. Yeah, hopefully yeah. get the attic beer out further. That's yeah. what we're hoping to get from cans, is more exposure. Yeah, uh, in the national market, and then hopefully become just a, a big brand in in the Midlands. Yeah, I was going to say you more sort of yeah, yeah, think regional first, and then regional is our plan. It logistics yeah. of selling yeah. it yeah. far doesn't quite make sense for us yet, um, unless you've got those depots or whatever managing it for you. Yeah, so and I suppose the one question, and we probably should have asked this right at the very beginning, but we'll have it as the last question instead. Is um, Attic. Where, where did that name come from? Why? Why, why attic? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is on the. This is on. We probably don't play up enough as we should. Um, so obviously, you know, I asked Ollie if he wanted to brew. Uh, he set up a brewery with me. And he said yes, and we thought, right, we need to hone down some recipes and some rough ideas. Um, my other half, bless her, um, somehow let me turn our attic into a brewery. Uh, <laughs> right. So the original kit above the bar is yeah. what was set up in my attic. Um, so if you go up there now, there's all sorts of weird plumbing up there. Loads <laughs> yeah. of there's random plug sockets up there. Yeah, there. loads of unnecessary electrical setups up there that my mate put in for us. Um, but now he's just storage up there. But that's where we started. Uh, so you so started yeah. off in the you attic. Started off in the attic. Yeah. Wow. 
There you go. Uh, yes, yeah, so you were an attic. You were an attic yeah. brew. We are yeah. an attic yeah. brew. Yeah. We actually yeah. still get plenty of people coming in and say, "Oh, so you're not in an attic now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not carrying 25 kilograms of bags of grain up, uh, up no. like a Loft ladder, dodgy loft, loft yeah. ladder. Yeah, and the logistics yeah. of it weren't very well thought out. No. It was a case of living a two space up, two down, where yeah. do I have space? Yeah. yeah. Did you have a nice loft ladder though, or did you have a dodgy, uh, you know, yeah. rickety it was, ladder? It was reasonably stable. Loft, <laughs> loft ladders go. It was really yeah. Good. Yeah. I'd say it's lucky we were tall to do half the journey for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. only yeah. needed to stand on the top, on the bottom rung, and yeah, yeah. you could yeah. pass most yeah. of it. Yeah. Up. Got long yeah. enough arms to be able to sort of reach down and grab anything. Yeah. Logistically, it wasn't well thought through. Where we had space to play around the experiment. There you go. Excellent yeah. stuff. Well, <clears throat> thanks for uh, answering all of our all of our questions today. Yeah. Uh, much appreciated. And, and thank you for the beers. Yeah, yes, the absolutely. Yes, no, um, so yeah, for everybody listening, thanks for listening again. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe uh, on iTunes and other podcatchers so that uh, new episodes will always appear in your podcast app. And leave us a review, as this really helps other people to find us. We're on all the usual social media channels, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and email. And uh, get in touch if you want to be on the podcast in future. Until then, Until then see you next cheers time. And thank cheers. You. Cheers. 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 Thanks cheers. for your time.